Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This is A New World Order and I am Chancellor Zane C. Weber of the National Council of Zane Australia here with my colleagues from across the seas. One person who, despite his best efforts, cannot keep his populace alive and another who just doesn't really want to. (laughs) I definitely want to. But they are their own people. Prove me wrong, sir. You gave them guns and asked them to shoot each other. But I let them watch fancy violent movies. So I guess in the history books, I'm the good guy. I am your number one contender and your man with the automatic rematch clause, Sebastian of the United States of Seb America. Hello. Hello, Seb. And I'm, of course, Andrew Schossler, the most supreme, magnificent overlord of everything you ever saw. The Great Confederacy of Andropolia. Aliens everywhere, except maybe nowhere. That was my, sorry. If you're joining us for the first (laughs) time, we each run a virtual nation on a nation simulator online, nationstates.net. And each week we are accosted with an issue that we have to try and solve while staying true to our own political leanings and also dealing with a global issue that is accosting us every five (laughs) episodes and we're currently being faced with the conundrum of what do you do when aliens first make contact? Do we call them maybelians? Because maybe they're not there. <laughs> Was that a stretch? Yes. Did I warm up first? No. Did it hurt? Yes. Welcome sure, to the podcast. Oh maleans. May maybelians. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I, that deserved an applause. That was a good job. Anyway. No, it wasn't. Gentlemen, I have an issue. Such a stretch. I'm going to get straight into it. Please. Because I've got a lot of elderly people who are out of retirement, whether they want to be or not, and they've got to fill that time somehow. They may as well be productive, right? Highway robbery by the book. The latest academic semester in Andropolian universities has kicked off, leaving students once more buying textbooks for their classes. Now an endless sea of beleaguered 20-somethings stretches beyond the horizon, waving torches, marching on your office in protest, <laughs> and rapidly, <laughs> at rapidly inflating prices of already exorbitant textbooks. Yep. There's no greater deterrent to education than expense. Mm-hmm. Correct. That doesn't mean it should be publicly funded. <laughs> However, <laughs> let me get through the issues because we may actually find a, a, a good solution here. Attention, most supreme magnificent overlord, shouts Penguin <laughs> physiologist student Zach Kidman, who has telescope who has a telescoped spine from carrying textbooks. We, the oppressed, overstressed, and consistently underdressed, are tired of foregoing meals and basic comforts in order to afford the required tools for our education. 
We, the future of Andropolia, have come to request that you force publishing companies to lower prices of our essential textbooks. No. They are very expensive, though. Yeah, why do you think textbooks are expensive? Because they're mandatory. Because they're <laughs> focused material that doesn't have a broad uh, audience. I, I will say there are a lot of situations in which the person who is telling you which textbooks are mandatory is the one who is directly profiting oh, profiting yeah. from textbook sales. Oh, yeah. So there is a little bit of gouging, I believe, that can happen in the system. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that is immoral. Well, maybe we need to And do unethical. A, maybe the solution is to do away with a curriculum and instead just test people on their knowledge. What could possibly go wrong with that? <laughs> no. I thought he was ramping up to something evil, okay? He looked <laughs> I like- I mean, okay, but doing away with a curriculum, well, you don't have a curriculum. People are, are getting education from wherever they can. Yes. It's just the people who are running the courses uh, say the course costs this much, but also you need to have this one very specific book that I wrote and it costs $2,000. Yes, that's exactly right. Yeah. And if, if you're happy to make that deal, then you make that deal. If you don't want to make that deal, right. you don't make that deal. That is the, I'm, I'm more than happy. I just wanted to yeah. make sure that that, that that situation was aired because, say, Australia <laughs> despises that, that situation. That it can happen? Yes, that, or right. that it isn't challenged when it does happen, that, uh, that in educational institutions are implicit in that situation. Yes, yeah. and the education system as it actually stands in real life is a mishmash of regulation and, yeah. and markets. Yeah. If you do away with the regulation altogether, markets will entirely solve the problem. Oh, and also if you just do away with markets altogether. <laughs> yeah. Regulation will solve the problem. You, you, don't, you don't achieve anything by getting rid of markets because the markets then just get driven Wouldn't underground. Wouldn't everything be better if we were robots, Andy? No. Mm, agree to disagree. We are not robots. Yet. So a hard no on forcing uh, pu- publishers to lower their prices. They're welcome to set ridiculous prices and not sell books if they want. But they're not. No, no, I, I understand. But if we're changing things, then we're not going to change the price. There are better things we can change. Mm. Like maybe not mandating that a specific textbook be the only resource. Yeah, I think that's, 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 that's a good that's a, start. That's a, better, that, that's a better change than the price. Okay. Well, let's see what the other options are. Well, I, I mean, that, that is just another way of like buying a grade yeah. is that like if, if you can only pass this car class, if you buy this $2,000 textbook, That's right. then you have, you're basically buying a passing grade yeah. by buying the book. Yeah. Number two, most supreme mendivers and overlord. Don't let those hooligans intimidate you, says famed textbook author Goodman DiPrio. Textbooks are an important aspect of the education experience and current market prices are reflective of this. How can a medical student identify the difference between a cyst and a lymphoma, lymphoma, I think that's supposed to Mm. read, but it says lipoma, without the most accurate and descriptive images possible? If anything, subsidizing textbook authors and publishers will help boost the modern Andropolian learning experience while generously rewarding us for being so integral to the education system. Cronyism, no thank you. Yeah. He's basically asking to ratify uh, the high price gouging yeah, absolutely. Of, uh, of students. Uh, so double no. 
And again, he's only interested in the price. He's not actually addressing any other problems. Zane Australia totally agrees. Number three, while our publishing friend here does bring up great points about the importance of education, these textbooks are absolutely terrible for the environment, retorts wide-eyed, tired-eyed student Colin Ripley, handing you a leaflet illustrated with a crying penguin. Oh, With a penguin. <laughs> Educating the masses is great and all, but not at the expense of Mother Nature. I propose that we overhaul the education system and provide all students with an interactive tablet with all of their learning material uh, uh, all of their learning material digital and readily accessible. Yeah. Now, that is the option that's going to get a good response from the game. In reality, if your goal is to not rape the earth, getting everybody a little a little tablet is going to rape the earth in in, in preference to a textbook. Correct. Book publishing is incredibly efficient at disseminating information. Correct. But if the if the issue is having to purchase incredibly expensive yeah, that's books, exactly right. then making everything digital also goes a fair way to fixing that problem. Because as soon as there yes. isn't a huge physical cost, yep. then they, they can't get away with charging so much for that text. That's right. Uh, so, yes, environmentalism is the wrong way to approach that answer. And I disagree that it will help the environment. Yeah. However, that is the best option of, of all of them so far. And it's the only yes, one that actually, so, yeah. actually addresses the problem. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. And it will get an environmental <clears throat> boost in the game despite I don't I don't think that's actually yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. what would happen. There is a fourth option, but I think you'll join me in thinking that it's in shunning it. Mm, pretty ridiculous. I bet I'll love it. Let's see. It may be it may be a good Sub American policy mm. actually if, for the for the changing <laughs> face of Sub American <laughs> now that you've you know denied maternity leave. Mm. Yeah, this could be a, this could be a wonderful new path for you. <laughs> Daddy, who let those paws onto the front lawn? Questions Richard Kensington Wellington the third, whose famed millionaire misanthropic father is currently turning. Daddy, the paws are here again. Go them, make them go away, Daddy. Release the dogs. <laughs> Whose misanthropic father is currently turning on the garden sprinklers. I would have preferred currently releasing the hounds. <laughs> the working classes should have never have been allowed to study in the first place. I mean, what good does it do them? It only fills them with ridiculous aspirations above their natural station. It's quite obvious that... <laughs> After all that, only the elite of society should be educated. All of my friends and their daddies say so. The common folk should be happier doing something useful with their lives. Implying that education is not useful. useful. (laughs) Then why are they getting it? Yeah, exactly right. Um, Very no. Yeah, The, The subtext there is they should do something useful for me with their lives. That being said, I do happen to think that uh, funding funding tertiary education is a misstep. I think everybody having a tertiary education takes away from its uniqueness and necessity. Not everybody needs to have a tertiary education to be productive and be good. If you can afford it and you want to do it, you should be able to, but it shouldn't be subsidised. There was a lot of debate about what button was about <laughs> to be pressed just then. Quite that dramatic. Yeah, you didn't commit. Do you, do you have like the law and order? I'm trying my best to find it. 
Uh, so unless there are vetoes coming, it's a hard no on Kensington the third. No, oh man, uh, like actually encouraging classism is yeah. a huge problem. Absolutely, yeah. Like that—that is—that is how you breed revolution. Yeah, yeah. Um, my my Wait a instinct would be number three. Hear me out though. Don't you think Andrew's due for a revolution? I think a lot of people are due for a revolution. <laughs> Don't you um, think that we should? I mean, this is a necessary uh, evil to get him to revolutionary status, and then they'll take him down and be happy. All right. Got to break a few eggs to make an omelette, <laughs> right? We, we had a pretty, we had a pretty good revolution what's last a, year. What's a last few? Year we did away with a lot of the government. It was like three yeah. revolutions worth. <laughs> But nobody got their head cut off. Is what I'm saying. <laughs> a little bit of uh, foreboding, from <laughs> <laughs> foreshadowing from Seb America over there. What are you trying to convince me of, Seb? Commit so they can overthrow your horrible government and then start afresh. What I'm saying is you're the problem here, and they should remove you. <laughs> I don't think I don't think nation states has the. Uh, French Revolution uh, option. Yeah. yeah. Uh, has the guillotines embedded in the code. Well, let's just say all our problems are solved. Strip mining of rare earth metals is up, while back problems are down. Well, there you go. So it yeah. did acknowledge the, the yeah. issue. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. Which is what I feared it would. However, it was also the best solution. Of course. Incomes rising, economist says. This is good. Public school, school, public school scores, top honours. Uh, neighborhood groups celebrate with street parties. Great. And national parks proving popular. Okay. And alien problem mysteriously goes unattended again. I beg to differ. (laughs) I have a postcard. Deep space. Deep space. I have a postcard. There are always more questions. And that is for becoming highly scientifically advanced. Well done. Thank you. Congratulations. I would make note of that postcard because we will forget that in three (laughs) weeks time. So we have become highly scientifically advanced, and we've got a huge population of elderly people who are now <laughs> running rampant through the universities getting their first contact I don't know if you've ever seen a group order. of elderly people, but they rarely run rampant. Or with, with our new bionic implants. They, oh, no, that's more mm. of a Australian thing. <laughs> yeah, I admit Scooters, nothing. Though, they're unburdened. <laughs> you know, these are these are people who grew up in the days where they had to run with textbooks. So unburdened with all that weight, they are actually deceptively fast. <laughs> I have an issue. Oh, oh, are you done? Oh, you're still, still, oh, you're still going. I still oh, I apologize. Oh, he's, oh yeah. Oh. Yes, yeah, so sorry, Seb, for uh, keeping to the format. I was just reminding I know, you. I, know how much I have an issue. So if you continue, please. <laughs> I'll go quick. Public education up twenty one percent. Infotech up eighteen. Environmental beauty up ten. Despite the mining, it's up yeah. ten. Uh, safety up I eight. Guess you're mining. You're not clear cutting forests. Tr- uh, well, even then, the trees are there. You know. The, the pulp manufacturers plant the trees. Yeah. They don't go out and chop any old tree. They grow the tree specifically to cut for paper. But now you don't have all those, all those swathes of, of forests that have been cut down <laughs> and being regrown. Well, true. Um, environmental beauty up 10, scientific advancement up 9, safety up 8%, government up 45 and lifespan up 3%. This is a okay. welcome change. Yeah. It's still down. Down down seven, <laughs> but uh, we are, fingers crossed. We are in the high 40s now. I mean, I guess I guess lifespan to Andropolia is what gambling is to America. <laughs> <laughs> and they gamble with it very readily. 
Uh, on the downtrends, death rate is down 1%, crime down 2 charmlessness down 2.5%, weaponization down 6 people don't need their guns as much, and book publishing down 100%, of un- unsurprisingly. Yeah. Uh, but on, on the whole, that's very positive. Yeah, especially in Andropolian terms, like you got like all you didn't have to make sacrifice any of your ideals certainly not for to get those benefits so certainly not i'm sure there was some cost i mean it's you know government size has increased 4.5% i'm sure uh, to facilitate still only 4 only 4% 4 yeah. 4, 4 5 yeah and they and they're yeah. like the department of tablets they're distributing them and programming them <laughs> and such but on the on the whole a positive <laughs> I don't know. So America's just looking at me weirdly. <laughs> I feel like he's he's got like a bomb issue or something again. No bombs. My issue, more meteors and invented comments. No, 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 no. My issue is called no two ways about it. A shocking expose by a rogue official in the Department of Immigration revealed that dozens of elected representatives hold dual citizenships, with many of them hailing from your party. Angry citizens are now questioning the loyalty of these politicians and demanding that they resign. Hmm. What does that have to do with aliens? Get ready, guys. Let me go one. Oh, all right. <laughs> This is a disaster, exclaims Willie Turnbull, the Minister of Internal Affairs, turning pale as he sees the growing number of protesters gathering outside your office. We must force every single official with dual citizenship to step down immediately. After all, we can't be sure where their allegiances truly lie. Our integrity as a... Have you just... Suddenly turned into Australia. Yep, yeah, uh, that's yeah. Turnbull as well. Yeah, uh, <laughs> this very recently was a distraction. That yep. happened in Australia. <laughs> a, a cloud rolled over Parliament. Yeah, I think suddenly when, like all of our senators were New Zealand. They were New Zealanders too. It was, anyway. Yeah, coincidentally, happened at the same time that some uh, asylum seekers yeah. were probably coughing up, you know, their lungs. Mm. Uh, <laughs> Inconveniently dying is what we call it in the business. Our integrity as a party will not survive this incident unscathed unless we send a strong message that dishonesty cannot be tolerated. I didn't feel feel the same way as that gentleman, I'll be honest. But there are three more options. So to be fair, he Mm. could be the reserved one. (laughs) This is nation states. Wait. He just said, "Get rid of them, right?" He said that they, they, we should ask them to step down, eject yeah. them from the party. I mean, that's yeah. better than killing. Kill them. them. Yeah, so. like he could be the reasonable one. Surely, you should give them the option of renouncing their second citizenship. Yeah, there should be a lot of other options, but I don't know what's on the table because I haven't pre-read this. I mean, it really depends if it is if they would have been disqualified from eligibility to start with, because mm. I know that that's what the case is in Australia. If you, It wasn't that they had it necessarily, yeah. just that they were eligible to And they apply. had to just declare it yep. and, and et cetera, and they didn't. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's why it ended up being a bit of a distraction. It yeah. was a kind of a non-issue. You call that sending a message, raves xenophobe Carter Christmas, the notorious author of Leader is a Secret Bigtopian Spy, The Truth Revealed. <laughs> Those- It was you. <laughs> it was me all along. You're the alien. Those filthy aliens managed to infiltrate the highest level of our government and are probably going to enforce radical, violatist laws. 
the instant they take over. The only way to save our nation is to strip these traitors of their American citizenship and send them back to whichever hellhole countries they're working for. If you refuse, then I'll finally have concrete proof that you really are a big topian in disguise. My link to this was not the fact that he referred to them as aliens. <laughs> that was just, that's just frosting. That's great. <laughs> but that wasn't what I was going for with this. I, I have a gambit planned at the uh, end of this issue, but I'm, I, haven't pre, uh, I haven't pre-read the issue to see whether I can pull it off. So this might just be more of a whimper. Than a, no, every, everybody on the gimmick train, yep. let's all aboard. But I might not be able to get there, is what I'm saying. <laughs> Option three. Can we just talk it out, please? The Secretary of the Treasury, who was outed as having a Brankalandian citizenship, thank you. There are perfectly legitimate reasons for politicians to have connections to more than one nation. For example, those of us who immigrated here should be able to visit relatives in our old homeland without having to fill out a mountain of paperwork. Plus, citizens of Brankaland get a free barrel of maple syrup every year. If you outlaw this, I'm holding you personally responsible for. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. The sugar withdrawal. He makes a good point. He makes a good point. I would imagine, uh, as far as company directors go, right, if you were the director of a car manufacturer and you were also on the board of a rival car manufacturer, that is a very obvious conflict of interest. Mm. However, if you also run an ice cream shop and you have interests in logging, those aren't necessarily competing industries and you can carry, as as long as the duties aren't being uh, sacrificed in any one of them, specifically the, the car manufacturer, then why should the other two ever, ever come into question? Yep. Mm. You can have dual citizenship uh, act, like actually have it not just be eligible, you can actually have it and it not necessarily be a conflict of interest. But if you were, but alternatively, if you are working for two governments, well, then I, there might be an issue. If you're working for, if you're working for this government and for a government who is also an ally, what is the problem? I mean, I, if they're not could, explicitly an ally, I could understand an, an investigation. But if you are allies then what exactly is the problem? You're already committed to working together. What is the problem? I guess you could be willing to make conceits of certain deals to be made, but then they, you, you would also assume that if they knew that you were working for government A and government B, they would exclude you from certain dealings. Well, then those yeah, deals should come under the same scrutiny as they would if yeah. you weren't a dual citizenship because you can still uh, you know, be, be bribed and mm. corrupted for doing things you know, in somebody else's interest. I, I mean, agree with you. Yeah, my 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 answer to that would probably be, even if it doesn't cause a cons- conflict of interest now, at some point there are situations in which it could and therefore in those situations you probably won't have uh, the luxury of time to deal with it. So, No, look, pre-plan. governments often, you know, 
over over um, extend themselves when they're reacting to these yeah. things. So previously, uh, in, in, in the last century, when major wars broke out, people with heritage, not even, you know, they have, they have never set foot in Japan or, or, or Germany, uh, in, in America, in England, I think in Australia as well, they were, you know. To the camps. <laughs> just for having heritage of, of, of an enemy combatant, they were uh, interned at, uh, at a camp or certainly stripped of some civil rights. Said America. So you what? don't you don't you don't you don't have to have the citizenship for your loyalty to be questioned. Mm. So the whole citizenship thing is a bit of a wash. It's not it's a non-issue. I agree. Final option for <laughs> it's funny that you mentioned you should be able to run an ice cream shop and a logging company oh. because um, <laughs> no way <laughs> this no not the exact one but this this is a. The character's very oh, similar. Okay. There's no need to change anything, whispers your minister of spying subterfuge and baked goods <laughs> while showing you his latest exploding pie prototype. You should let me handle this little problem. It appears that a pesky official within the Department of Immigration snitched on your friends. We'll fabricate a charge to implicate the ingrate and squeeze a confession out of him to reduce his credibility. He'll then be exiled somewhere while we modify the citizenship records of the implicated officials. Does that sound good to you? If so, I think we have time to demonstrate the weaponized muffins. <laughs> so that was all over the place. Um, mm. Very eccentric. Yes. <laughs> so I'm thinking option three, or as I call it, the reasonable option. Um, effectively it's, yeah, sure. Whatever, man. Yeah. Yep. And I'm really glad that that's, what was that? Am I going to take that yeah, one before yeah, anyone stops please. me? Yeah, yeah please. no, absolutely. Because in, could you summarize that one again? Um, yeah, you, okay. So I'll just read it out as yeah. it, um, there are plenty of legitimate reasons for politicians to have connections to more than one nation. And then he gives the example about, yeah, right. he travels to see his family. He shouldn't be just, yeah, of course. Disbarred because he was born somewhere else or yeah. blah. So I tend to agree anyway. So I'm going option three. Ooh. Which is great. Bold. So breaking news. Cosmopolitan citizens ask what their country can do for them. <laughs> uh, group returning home from natural disaster struck by second natural disaster. Oh, no. Uh, tourism industry discounts, blah, blah, blah. Jobless numbers growth. Sad. Pedantry on the rise, well-written study says. Ooh, very minor down, uh, um, ups. Ideological radicality and corruption up two and charmlessness and inclusiveness up one. And that's it for the holes. And even the downs, social conservatism and authoritarianism down two. Gambling and ignorance also down one. So it's time for a grand gesture, I think. <laughs> sure. Um, there are... There are Potential aliens coming down. Um, Submerica. Well, maybe we've just got the uh, coming oh, garbled down. message. Making contact. Yes, no, no. Submerica. It could be. Is, a, it could be America a insists on overreacting. Oh, you've heard nothing yet. <laughs> um, because we are potentially about to be faced with the realization that we are not alone in the universe. Submerica is, is tired of this bickering nations, not, not, not necessarily the conversations between the three of us, but the idea that we're acting as independent entities across the globe instead of one united force. So from here on out, Submerica is officially changing the name of our nation to match with our ideology, ideology when it comes to, it doesn't matter where you're from, you're welcome. Welcome 
to the properly and well-named United States of World America. It's happening. I'm finally doing it. No. Stuff, the fact that Zane looks like he's having an aneurysm yes. means it's a good choice. I'm renaming my nation as a welcoming mat, not only to the other nations of the world, just to look at us as a point of example, but to show these potential visitors that we are open for business. It was all of that foreshadowing for that. It was only inevitable that he would get sick of changing his own title. (laughs) He got rid of the flag and then he reintroduced a new flag. It was only inevitable that he would move on to changing the name of his nation. Now, changing the name of his of of his citizens, their to world Americans. <laughs> um, I, I'll have to work out how on the app to actually make that change happen. But I'm, I'm working on it. But it's <laughs> it's happening in Canon here. I'm just going to work it out in the app to see if that's actually applicable. I don't know if you can. All right, well, but it's let's, happening. Uh, let's 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 come back to reality with Saint Australia, <laughs> shall we? Uh, now with the news of the first contact, Saint Australia has not only organised a, uh, <clears throat> a a cutting-edge facility for the the best and brightest of Zane Australia to, to work on both responding and interpreting and uh, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. But also we, we're trying to coordinate a world response okay. uh, so that we try to keep everything calm and collected and making sense. Unfortunately... Some of our ambassadors have behaved madly. Oh, dear. The privilege of diplomatic immunity for ambassadors has entered the news after several of them have been caught in unsavory behaviour, including fistfights and the attempted murder of a Brankalandian member of parliament. These are Australian ambassadors? Yes. Oh, dear. Uh, concerned citizens and outraged foreign nationals have asked my government to step in and bring my ambassadors in line. Rightly so. You should recall them. Well, let's see. I've got five options, which is more than I was expecting. The solution is quite simple, states my Minister of Foreign Affairs while trying to smooth things over with the Brankalandian counterpart. Why don't we simply fire any ambassador who acts like a buffoon? We obviously can't have our diplomats acting like spoiled children and besmirching our good name. We must replace them with the most upstanding members of society. Problem solved. Maybe until they explode again. Option number two. So that's just get rid of them, replace them with more level-headed people. Mm -hmm. That does not change the fact that your ambassador tried to kill one of our MPs, replies the Brankalandian foreign minister, who has started a slap fight with my own (laughs) minister of foreign affairs. I demand that all ambassadors have their diplomatic immunity revoked so that we can charge them for all of the crimes that they have committed. No person should should be above the law to make it fair. We wouldn't complain if you took away immunity from all of the foreign diplomats in Australia. So basically get rid of diplomatic immunity entirely. They're just foreign nationals. Um, So I see the use of diplomatic immunity in certain situations, but I do agree that those situations are very few and far between. Yeah, and diplomatic immunity itself has a very... um Oh, what's the word for it? It's, it's, it's a meme in itself, which it often isn't what, what you expect it to yeah, be. Yeah. And it often doesn't mean what you expect it to yes. mean. Uh, I mean, the Australians are already held accountable for crimes that they commit overseas. Uh, so we have never once stopped uh, foreign 
powers from uh, prosecuting Zane Australians if they have indeed committed crimes. Uh, so option number three, being a diplomat is so stressful, complains Amadeus, <laughs> Amadeus Zoo, my former ambassador to Tasmania, who has taken it upon himself to stop the fighting between the two ministers. He sent us off to these dangerous hell holes all across the Pacific. Is it any wonder that some of us snap? Your job is to promote the nation's interests and to help find new allies. We need diplomatic immunity to ensure our safety as national envoys, envoys, whatever. Guarantee our freedom of movement and maybe let off some steam on the weekends. I think a little international embarrassment is a small price to pay for that. I mean... What an awful no, attitude. Yeah. I think shut up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, that makes no sense at all. Like that's just like, oh, our job's hard, so we should get to a, try to kill foreign politicians. Well, well, you get to excuse it, you know. It's just letting off a little steam. Ambassadors, bah, who needs them? Questions infamous nationalist and staunch xenophobe Emily Fernandez while giving a salute that makes everyone in the room uncomfortable. This compulsion need to learn about other countries or grant their diplomats safe passage is very un-Australian. We'd be much better keeping to ourselves and not having to worry about all these damn foreigners and their opinions on how we conduct our business. Very level-headed. So just <laughs> stop all diplomatic discussions. <laughs> and become an insular nation. That's never been the Zane Australian way. We've always had almost entirely open borders. Yes. Uh, both in and out. We accept anyone. And if you want to leave, we'll pay for your airfares elsewhere <laughs> if you wish. So that's right out. Option number five. Goodness me. Diplomatic immunity, you say, muses Joseph Martinez, my minister of sycophancy. Why, you should... Why should this just be limited to ambassadors? It uh, seems to me that if anyone deserves immunity, it's you. You're practically a god to these people anyway. You should be able to do whatever you want. I like this guy. (laughs) But still, I've never been about gathering power to myself. I've always been about distributing it um, uh, to the Zane Australians. So the damage has been done and while addressing the grievances of the other nations and other mm. affected ambassadors is good, simultaneously taking away diplomatic immunity I don't think is the right thing to do. So you should just fire the ambassadors involved and replace them with level-headed people. Mm. Mm-hmm. I agree. However. There's no however. Oh, okay. I wish that option number two didn't get rid of diplomatic community entirely, just allow that if I say that was out of line, you're now going to be prosecuted Mm -hmm. by the Brankalandians. And you're liable for any... Yeah, without making sweeping changes. My only draw to option number two is that in this time of first contact, Zane Australia is very aware of the benefits of presenting a united front to possible extraterrestrial contact. And I think option number one does goes halfway to basic to base to healing the wounds that have been done by this incident. Okay. Option number two goes the whole way. And a little bit further. And a little bit further. <laughs> so 
I'm actually interested. So, America, what do you think? What's option one again? Option one is just firing the people who act out and replacing them with someone better. Option number two is not only doing that, but removing diplomatic immunity entirely, letting them be charged, and also removing other nations' diplomatic immunity within St. Australia's borders. Two's not terrible. It's not terrible, but it's a bit further than I would like to go. I like the idea of them being accountable. So maybe just one then, because two's a it's it's a touch too far. They are still accountable. Diplomatic immunity doesn't mean you get away with the things. It just means you're not prosecuted in the yes uh, in that country in 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 the country where you committed the crime. I think it's better for international ties though if you let them handle it themselves. That way, they know that you're giving them the respect of saying a crime was committed in your land. That's the only that's the only benefit that's drawing me to. Option number two at all. Mm. Though I do think I will go number one, which is just fire them, replace them with someone better. I think meritocracy is a is a strong uh, ethos in Australia, so let's do that. The repercussions are many friends and relatives of Lita have given and have been given ambassador jobs on yeah. tropical island nations. Yeah, that was gonna yeah. happen. Of course it was. If you get to handpick them, yeah. Flush with cash, our shopping guide inside. Not so cheesy, cheese industry report slump. Uh, economic growth exceeds forecasts. Now, biggest up is political apathy, up 1.1%. And there are no significant downs. <laughs> uh, the biggest down is uh, cheese exports at 0.05%. Ooh, big bag of nothing. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so I think... Soothing political ties, opening up political uh, discourse in preparation for second contact is how Australia has sent has spent this this uh, this time. Well, shall we shall we gauge our political apathy to see how interested people are sure. in you know not only in politics but in possibly in the, in the contact themselves? So, Andropolian um, political apathy is currently sitting at fifty two and a half. And that has been relatively stable. It's only moved between 51 and 53 for the entirety of the game. So it's pretty much middle of the road. Yeah. We started on 53.1. Okay. And are currently at our highest of 58.4. So so political apathy is slightly higher in Submerica. Oh, sorry, World America. That's better. Than, than Andropolia. Yes. I, I respect you enough to, you know, Call you by whatever nonsense terms you want to be called. <laughs> That's fine. This is the wave of the future. Wow. Okay. Get on or get dunked. <laughs> Not a threat. It's just a wave of the Australia started out at the an all-time high at 52.16. Okay. We bottomed out early on at 16.67. Ooh, quite low, yeah. Really engaged, yeah. Yeah. We are now uh, at 35.36. Still. Yep. Very much more engaged than either of us. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. So uh, Zane Australia have always been, I've always tried to encourage people to be involved in politics yeah. as much as possible. So I'm glad that that's kind of taken root. Whereas Andropolia has tried to get rid of politics. Correct. And it has had no effect on the population. <laughs> <laughs> they don't care. Well, I, th- I think well, maybe, yeah. more or less. Half, yeah. half the time they do, yeah. half the time yeah. they don't. And that, yeah. that's kind of how, how things go in most politics. All right, well, you... 
want to find us online, you can find us on Facebook, you can find us on Twitter or at our home on the web, that's not canon.com. There you'll also find a whole bunch of other podcasts by That's Not Canon that both Andy and Seb and myself are all a part of. Uh, some are a bit more ridiculous than this. Some are a little <laughs> less ridiculous than this. Uh, and if you want to become one of the best people in the entire world, we have a Patreon, which is patreon.com forward slash New World Order Podcast. And there you will get one in five episodes just for you. For season two, you get to hear every single conclusion that we've had to these uh, pandemics, uh, to these gypsy curses. It's true. Mm. Seb gets real salty most of the time. Because <laughs> I get ganged up on because it's You fun. refuse to make a deal. I know. Ridiculous, right? I am the best at making deals. No, it's true. <laughs> incorrect. It's true. A categorically incorrect because I refuse to make deals. Andy and I are the only ones who have made a deal. Yeah, I got this on my own. I have the backing of the entire world. No, you have the backing <laughs> of World America, which is not the entire which world. Which I've declared the, the worldwide capital. So. <laughs> Are you sure that you don't still think that you're in a Truman-style show I where wish. you're being catered to the entire time? <laughs> he doesn't have the internet. He has no virtual connections to, to the outside world. Oh, so he's, you're pleading ignorance. I get it. All right. Well, I have been Zanesy Weber. Chancellor of the National Council of Zane Australia, twirling forever towards an increasingly cohesive future. I have been your number one contender and your man with the automatic rematch clause, Sebastian of the United States of World America. Sounds terrible. It, it doesn't really sound terrible. Oh, no. I don't think that's going to grow no, on me. it's fine. Um, we'll see. <laughs> gentlemen, fight for your dreams and your dreams will fight for you. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> oh no, Zane can hit the soundboard as well. <laughs> it's actually a lot closer to him. <laughs> I had to like lean while trying to do that. Well, I have been a sans soundboard, Andy Shostler. The supreme <laughs> magnificent overlord of everything you ever saw in the great confederacy of Andropolia, imploring you all, carte blanche, sans plume. I'm very proud. Thank you. Until next time, gentlemen. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.